0: You're listening to Transmission on Four Triple Z, amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond.
1: Hello, hello. You're listening to Transmission on Four Triple Z. My name is Ez and I use he, him pronouns. Transmission is all about amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Mianjin, Brisbane. Today's a special episode. I am pre-recording the show from home because if you can't tell, my nose is quite blocked and I'm a bit flu-y. No, it's not COVID. Um, It's just the flu. But I thought I better not expose everyone at the station. So here I am at home in my studio. And today we've got a pretty cool lineup. Uh, We've got the week in community news and events as per usual. Uh, After that, I've actually been joined by one of my good friends and a co-host of Transmission, Elliot. Him and I will be talking today about trans representation in film and television. Uh, It's a two-part series so that's going to be the whole episode today as well as jam-packed full of you know awesome music and awesome vibes yeah so that's (laughs) that's the show today we'll start off with some music actually this was elijah and the delusionals this track is called lonely Hey there, welcome back. You're listening to Transmission on 4 Z. It's a special pre-recorded episode today as I have the flu and should not be in the station. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns, and we are now about to talk about the week in community news regarding our wonderful and beautiful trans and gender non-conforming community. This week in news is a little heavy, so just uh, giving you a bit of a trigger warning there. Yeah. So there's some of that. But I'll start, I'll start with uh, some of the events this week. So the Queensland Council for LGBTIQ Health and Two Spirits put on an event in Toowoomba that's free this weekend for the rainbow community. It's a rainbow community barbecue for LGBTIQ sister girl and brother boy communities, their friends, families and allies on Saturday the 9th of July from 11.30am to 2.30pm if you're interested, you'll have to register. You can head over to the Transmission Facebook page at Trans with a Z Radio, and I'll put a link up there for you to check it out. Or you can also call them on 3017177. Yeah, that should be pretty fun. There's also International Non-Binary Day, which is coming up as well. That one will be on Sunday, July seventeenth, from two p.m. The link for that one is also on the transmission Facebook page. So yes, jumping straight into the week in community news. So the UK has now it is enforcing single sex bathrooms in buildings. New offices, schools, hospitals and entertainment venues will be expected to have a segregation between male and female bathrooms. Government sources have apparently confirmed that this is all to try and minimize installation of more gender neutral facilities. To be clear, this is about the toilets in new buildings, predominantly preventing anyone from building gender neutral bathrooms, not a law on pre-existing toilets. In other news relating to the UK, Theresa May calls for a ban on transgender conversion practices, which may be a surprise to you. It was a surprise to me and the rest of the transmission crew. She goes on to say that she has a bit of a change of mind around some things, uh, even though that she's not a member of the UK government anymore, but that there are issues that she would now currently vote differently on. I guess she's had some time to reflect on her decisions I guess that's better late than never I don't know while we're over in Europe transgender footballers in Germany can now choose between men and women's football teams DFB the football organization for Germany has passed a ruling allowing transgender, intersex, and non-binary players to decide whether they'd like to play in men's or women's teams. DFB respond to some criticism in a statement saying, Experience has shown that this does not jeopardize the integrity of the competition. After all, all people have different physical strengths and abilities that only lead to success together in a team, regardless of gender. I'm just going to have a moment to clap. Give me a second. Excellent. In local news, Chandler, a first term senator from Tasmania, was recently praised by ScoMo and other liberals over her Save Women's Sport bill, which has proposed changes to the new Sex Discrimination Act. She's also raising tens of thousands of dollars to bring awareness to this issue. Fortunately, there's Annika Wells, who has said the federal government has no plans to introduce legislative changes on the issue, adding that Chandler's alienating bill can go right back on the shelf to gather dust. In lighter and happier news, Nate Diana Stevenson formerly known as Noelle Stevenson, was the, is the, sorry, uh, an American cartoonist and animator. Um, He's the showrunner for She-Ra and the Princess of Power, has recently come out as a trans man and now uses he, him pronouns. Uh, Nate actually came out in this really sweet, cute way, posted a sort of like self-drawn comic saying hello i have something to say and a little waving hand and as you scroll down through the comic you watch nate come out and it's very cute it's very sweet i'm gonna put that link up on the transmission facebook page at trans radio that's with a z because it's for triple z that's what you're listening to uh so yeah you can go check that out and have a read it's very wholesome very heartwarming i quite liked it um, and for any Shira ra fans out there, I'm sure you're all so overjoyed right now, because it's a very popular show with trans community members, and there's another reason to love it. So there you go. We're now about to go listen to some music. This one here is by Damien. The song is called Human. Hey there, welcome back, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, Z. is a special pre-recorded episode this week, uh, my name is Ez, I use he him pronouns, and you were just listening to a couple of tracks there, that last one was by June Jones, Goblin Mindset, and before that you're listening to Black Dresses, Gay, Ugly and Hard to Understand. We're now about to head into a segment where I got to hang out with Elliot, who's another co-host of Transmission. Uh, we talked about trans representation in film. I won't dis- I won't explain it too much because I'm gonna push play on the whole thing. So let's get right to it. now about to talk to one of my close friends and also one of the punctual people I, I know out of all the neurodivergent trans friends I have, uh, <laughs> Elliot, my best friend and also wonderful member of Transmission. Uh, this is the first time you're hearing his voice, but we'll be talking about trans representation in film and television today.
0: How are you doing? I am loving life. I am absolutely loving life. I'm having a great time. I've been super excited to Look into trans representation. We were going to do in media, but there is too much, so we narrowed it down.
1: <laughs> We've narrowed it down, and even this is quite a lot. So,
0: oh, it's so much. <laughs>
1: we'll jump straight into it. Starting in what year was it? Nineteen
0: fifty-three was there the first film, uh Glen or Glenda. Unfortunately, an unauthorized retelling of Christine Jorgensen's story, but still, first thing according to Wiki, at least. And is this really was
1: interesting. and. The- then that was originally filmed during a time when it was
0: illegal for it to cross-dress, essentially. So Yeah, even, um, yeah. Big thing to have at that point, you know, considering. But yeah, you know, we had a couple of things in the 50s and then not much until sort of late 60s and in the 70s uh, for anything, anything trans. But even then, you know, it was very 70s. A lot of trans representation then was pretty negative or you know it was just a, a man in a dress kind of thing and uh, also or, a lot or, of
1: you know uh, cis people playing yeah, trans yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: that's what I mean Like, it's, mm. it's just cis people playing playing trans people And often, you know, a cis man playing a trans woman Or a cis woman playing a trans man And that was pretty pretty constant until pre- pretty recently like <laughs> Until um, yesterday no. <laughs> Until yes, no, the 2010s, I guess We did have uh, the very first trans person to play a trans character Was in, what, 1973? Three? 1973, thank you And that was Carlotta, Australian trans transgender woman in the soap opera uh number 96 it's nice to have australia being at the forefront of that I don't and that think, was about
1: you know 50 years ago now
0: pretty impressive really um i don't think the states had a trans person playing a trans person until the 80s so it's it's really nice i, think. I mean
1: when when i think about trans characters and, and gender non-conforming characters some of like the portrayal uh has been stereotypically pretty bad i mean you look at One of the most famous uh, transgender characters infamous is Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. There's been lots of like, you know, jokes and things that revolve around Buffalo Bill and yeah, I guess because like, of it's... how prolific Silence of the Lambs was as well as a film and, and inevitably Hannibal Lecter as a whole you know. It, it, yeah, absolutely. It, it really tainted, you know, image of trans women especially. It added negative
0: connotations. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is like, it's so sad because it was quite a while ago now, but it's still even to this day, like people have that subconscious this, like correlation in their mind and i know that's not just limited to trans women portrayals like we were talking about this the other day like one of our first sort of introductions to trans men in in media was like the l word or or boys don't cry which is you know her- horrific you know like really poor representation
1: and a lot of representation around trans people has either resulted in they're either uh, a villain either killed or hypersexualized uh, hi- hypersexualized is the other one and yeah. it's it's pretty grim too because a lot of what is involved with trans representation is also incorporates a lot of sex work as well you know transmission and for triple Z we ain't about no swerfs and turfs you know we're all about positive representation here and um, you know and a lot of trans representation that were not true or accurate at all you know trans representation especially before probably the year 2010. I'm going to say, you know, was very much directed and written by cis people and had no conversation with trans people at all in terms of how to portray us and our stories. There was actually like some not so great media that's sort of a bit of a gray area was the Danish girl, which featured a cis actor, which was Eddie Redmayne eddie played lily in the danish girl which was i actually like i've seen that movie it's a really good movie and i personally thought that it was really well done it was a historical piece as well in that showed the very first attempt at a gender affirmation surgery eddie despite not being a trans woman uh, did a wonderful job of telling that story to the best of his capability, it, but it is also in a grey area. It does have, you know, a backlash from the trans community for not featuring a trans actor. And I agree. I yeah. think the trans trans people should be telling trans stories. And as far as I'm concerned, if cis people are allowed to tell ch- tell trans stories, then trans people should also be allowed to play cis characters. And until that happens. I'm afraid you can stay away.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Well, that's something that's something that we never see. I want that. Primo is for trans people to be able to just play cis characters. Like, absolutely. I want I want trans representation in the sense of they are trans and, like, this is their trans story. But also, like, like let actors be actors regardless.
1: What about great shows? You know, when was a good time for a trans representation? And really, I'm going to say now
0: it's starting to get good. Now. Yeah, now.
1: now <laughs> Not really time. before now. (laughs) Now, but kind of, but mostly now.
0: Uh, Like, there's been a build-up, little bits and pieces, like scattered, like very very slightly scattered around the place where it's been positive representation even if it is cis people playing it you know like Mm -hmm. we're talking about how in fantasy and sci-fi things they sort of would twist it a little bit to be like oh you know like the story says they're not actually trans but they're kind of trans um they alluded
1: to the fact but they
0: alluded to it and like it was Mm -hmm. a little bit of a push in the right direction and that i think brought us closer to where we are now you were saying now right at this minute (laughs) our flag means death is the thing that you're obsessed with
1: oh my gosh I'm so obsessed with our flag means I mean our flag means death isn't just so much a trans story as it is also a queer story it doesn't also focus on the gender of the characters or the the actors or the people or anything as it does so much talk about it's a drama comedy it's got Tyker, YTT, uh, who is awesome. And then like another great example, another great show that you know uh the queers and the trans community are raving about at the moment is Umbrella Academy.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, That's a huge win. My my name friend Elliot there. Like <laughs> my name friend. Yes. <laughs> we are we are buds, we are joined. Like, I, I love that. I love that for him. Like, that's awesome. And I think it was a really good way to, to sort of have that in the show as well. Cause I know that there was a lot of questions about that when he first came out. Um, I was
1: actually uh, reading an article that talked about how Elliot Page, uh, when he came out, the show writers actually rewrote the entire season to adjust and accommodate for Elliot.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Like, that's what Um, you want. That's, that's, that's
1: fantastic. Some of the dialogue that I saw uh, between Elliot and uh, some of the show creators was something along the lines of like oh whatever you can do to help me out you know if you want to if you want to change victor victor's character or whatever that is that's fine um and the show creators were like sure well we'll run with it and then they just changed everything in order to make this cohesive story and to assimilate uh elliot page as an actor into his character it's done so well i finished umbrella academy in a day and it was amazing yeah that's that's some really good representation and it's tastefully done. You know, I have a bit of a crush on Elliot, he's pretty cool. So <laughs> you know, I, I was I was pretty happy to 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 binge that.
0: I wanted to mention feel good because like yeah we've we've talked a little bit about uh trans women and trans men but I think feel good was really good about talking about the struggles as a non-binary person as well it's a very intense show if you are not adequately prepared for you know talk about you know substance abuse and 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 trauma and stuff it can be a little bit a little bit much mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i think it was really impactful and i think it was really really cool i think it was really well done so like
1: umbrella academy and and our flag means death don't really touch on heavy elements of being trans and transness or or queerness necessarily but shows like feel good which is kind of like a British, it's got kind of like a British Canadian humour to it. And then Sex Education is another fantastic series and that's British humour. And that touches on uh, some gender non-conforming characters there as well. Transness as well. Euphoria is probably one of the most realistic and traumatising shows I have watched in in <laughs> relation to uh, transness. I give people a solid trigger warning if they're gonna watch euphoria you don't even have to be trans to have a trigger warning for euphoria it is intense i think it's
0: worth double checking the general themes and making sure that you are cool with those themes before you check it out
1: you were saying earlier as well that you know science fiction does a really good job of telling trans stories i mean star trek is really pioneering that
0: they've done that for years you know like There's always been some sort of level of queerness within things that they've done, even back to, I don't know, the 70s or whatever, where they are. There is a mind of a man in this woman that's been, like, done science-y, and so (laughs) this this two-lady kiss isn't actually a gay kiss, it's because there's a man in there. And it's like, that's a way they've been able to put some queer stuff in there without it being, you know, quote unquote queer.
1: It's it's also like how they're sort of trying to explain transness to a cis audience by making it very simple. So it's very simplified when you say, oh, we've put a man inside a woman's body. You know, it's, there's actually a lot more nuance.
0: Being explicitly trans in that that sense, Uh, I think it was like a, a weird science mess up where it was like the guy's brain. Had been they, they, they oh, right. switch for a day. There's, there's more thing. involved
1: there that I that
0: I'm like, aware of. Yeah, I don't know. It was a hot mess, but like they've they've always like science fiction and fantasy have always had sort of ways around. The rules against queerness You know and they've always been a little um, bit Tricky with it
1: I guess you could say that um, Science fiction and fantasy have Permission to storytellers To stretch outside of the Normal bounds of reality In order to elicit a point and Showcase different Potential outcomes for humanity And people and their stories And science fiction and fantasy is Also like a big big part of the trans Community we naturally gravitate Towards that and I think Uh, that's why why? Yeah, it's probably why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like having having a place where the norm isn't the norm, you know? Mm, mm. Like I think that's probably why we all gravitate towards well one all, but like why a lot of us gravitate towards that kind of thing. I, I think it's really cool that Xena had a had a trans person ages ago. Like Xena, man, like Xena warrior
1: princess. I did like that outfit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think we all like that outfit Like, come on now Uh,
1: We're going to take a short break When we come back, we'll continue talking about How things are changing Within trans representation in film and television What's getting good about it As well as where we should be Where we're going in the future And Elliot and I will discuss more about that When we come back Woo! From this catastrophe Hey there, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ, my name is Ez, you were just listening there to a track by Electric Fields called Catastrophe, great band, fantastic track. We're now about to jump back into a conversation I was having with Elliot earlier in the week about trans representation in film and television. We are now back with Elliot and myself as we're talking about trans representation in film and television. Just earlier in the episode, we were talking about some really good shows and films to mention. And we also talked about some not so good shows uh, in the past. We are now going to talk about where we are and where we're going and how things are should get better really. What do yeah. we want as trans people? What do we want to see?
0: I want happy stories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think
1: I, I've got written in the notes here no more pain in like capital letters. Yes, that would pain. be nice. I was just gonna say I mostly just want to see trans stories told by and for trans people as opposed Absolutely. to what cis people think it is or what they stay away from it. If you're a film mm. creator and you want to tell a story that involves trans characters talk to a trans person just one at least least one at least one minimum and then involve that person in the creative process because seriously it's infuriating to watch poor portrayal and uh, you should be ashamed of yourself as a film creator <laughs> if you're creating things without actually reaching out to irl people in those
0: spaces yeah <laughs> and i think it's important to talk to trans people of different types as well even if you're only talking to if you're only telling a story about you know a super trans max guy talk to a bunch of different trans mask people uh, talk to a trans femme person talk to talk to a whole bunch of people get different perspectives and, and go from there mm-hmm, you know get educated like, on
1: queerness as well you know like understanding yeah. that the concept of gender and what and what someone experiences with gender may vary very differently from the next next trans or gender non-conforming person we're, we're not monolithic we're not all the same not all of our not one trans experience is close to the next. Everyone has different experiences with transness. So it is really important that you remain open and educated and listen. And, you know, when, when Absolutely. Like,
0: like that's, that's the big thing. Honestly, I would prefer if it was just trans people to, or, or gender non-conforming people doing the work, you know, rather than cis straight people trying to represent us. I also want representation in cis focused media. Obviously we've got a lot of queer media. We get a lot of media made by queers for queers right mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. also want media focused on cis white middle-aged women like that demographic you know like neighbors did it neighbors is the exact thing i'm thinking about you know mackenzie hargreaves did it you know she jumped in and she told the trans story
1: i, I don't actually watch neighbors so i i've never really participated uh mackenzie hargreaves is that the character
0: so that's the she's the actress so right okay both of her parents had small parts in Neighbors prior. And that gave her, I guess, a little bit of a, a little bit of shoe in to, to send a message to the executives to be like, Hey, I want you to tell the trans story. So she wrote little stories. She wrote like plans and things and been, and sent them in for trans representation. And they went, you know what, why don't you be that trans re- representation? You know? So she jumped in and she became Georgie Stone in Neighbours. Just teenage trans girl at the school, you know, normal teen drama, basically for the most part. And, and that was back
1: in 2019.
0: Yes. Yes. You got your facts. Amazing. Obviously, (laughs) Neighbours is being cancelled. Sad day for all the middle-aged (laughs) mums. And most of England. (laughs) And most of England, yes. Um, (laughs) But for those, you know, two and a half, three years, that was a huge step, I think, because it introduced transness in an easy-to-consume way. It got rid of that barrier. It had the conflicts between the cis and the trans people for you, for the cis people watching it so that they could look at it and be like, oh, it's actually an okay thing. For somebody who doesn't understand queerness or transness, it is a difficult concept. And I think it's important for us to have that easy to digest thing because I know it sounds painful and it sounds stupid that we even have to have it, but it's important to have that easy to digest Information ready and there For cis people I want to see trans people in cis media That's that's what I want And I want it to be easy to digest for those people So that they understand us a bit more Because understanding comes acceptance
1: Yeah, that's exactly That's what I want it, It's good too I mean, with a show like Neighbours Because it was also broadcast at like an, a time Where it's like a family friendly
0: hour uh, yeah. You know, around the dining table or living room Yeah and- And it's not just for the cis people either. Think about it, you know, eight year old kid with mm. their family struggling with trans feelings. They have no idea what it is, what's going on. They have no access to queer media because maybe their family isn't accepting. They see this trans girl on Neighbours and their family's not uh, not immediately shutting them down, you know. That is an important step for that kid. That's huge. So that's why I want to see more.
1: What was the first trans representation in film or TV that you saw? I'm trying to think of the first trans mask person that I saw on television and I can't, I cannot for yeah. the life of me recall. Other than that god-awful film that I haven't actually watched, uh, Hillary Swank in Boys Don't Cry yeah. back in yeah. 1999. That was,
0: that was one of the first times I saw a trans, trans person, and it was horrifying. I was very, very deeply in the closet. I didn't even understand myself at that point, and it was so scary. It really shoved me back in there.
1: I watched the trailer and I had enough. I'd not even yeah. seen the film.
0: The first thing I ever saw with, I think, anything even slightly trans was um well a lot but- of
1: people's first time experience as well with understanding transness is through drag and drag we'll, we'll come priscilla, back Priscilla
0: Queen of the Desert oh of Sorry.
1: course well no that, that that's good that actually ties in because i was going to mention Priscilla Queen of the desert
0: yes that was the first um, thing i saw so,
1: so priscilla <laughs> but also you know RuPaul's drag race pose you know those are some other big like uh yeah. drag performative aspects of I'm gonna say LGBTIQ plus community stuff, you know, is is drag. Drag, cross dressing, and transness are not the same thing. They're all three individual things. They do they do overlap a little bit and they do sometimes involve each other, but they are not the same thing.
0: They're different. Absolutely not. Absolutely.
1: Um, I just wanted to um, reiterate that because I'm really over uh, cis people talking about drag. Me, the so two. I, yeah. well, well, first of all, I don't do drag. I've done some drag. It's a bit of fun, but I am not a performance piece walking around and neither is anyone mm. else who is trans. I mean, if you're in drag, you're usually probably going to be quite eye-catching. So there are, you <laughs> yeah. know, there's some performative <laughs> elements the there. That's the last but...
0: thing that I want. I want to... nobody's eyes on me. Thank yes.
1: You. I. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> want to just live our lives peacefully and, and, yeah. And watch Elliot Page kick ass in Umbrella Academy. Other than that, <laughs> leave a <us> alone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, let it I just want to brush my teeth in peace. So yeah, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Was that your first that representation? That was the
0: first thing I ever saw with, with uh, anything remotely trans. And I mean, it's primarily drag. There is a single trans woman on there, Uh, but Mm, it is mm. primarily drag. But I, you know, I was pretty young and when I first saw that and, you know, I thought it was, you know, it's fun. It had very Australian um, and I love Hugo Weaving. um, So that was Mm, cool. mm. But that was, so that was quite a positive, in my mind, a positive thing when I was a kid, you know, obviously not perfect. I
1: think mine was Dame Edna. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Dame Edna. I think she may have been the very first, like the thing was yeah. I didn't really understand and I did not have the language and the language did not really exist. But I, I do yeah, remember yeah. watching uh, an interview uh, with my mom and dad and I remember how my parents reacted to this this piece With her in it That was probably The earliest memory I have as an Australian trans kid Yeah yeah I would say that We should be proud Of Dame Edna Because I think Dame's pretty cool <laughs> I don't
0: have much to say I'll be honest Dame Edna has just Existed in my life I've never had Really much of an impact mm. Like my my family When I was young Was very into Queer culture Like mostly gay men My my parents My mom and my stepdad Went to Pride every year And that was a, it was a Really big thing Like our family friends Were super super queer When I was really young I always had that Sort of aspect in my life And Dame. And it was not really a, didn't have really have much of an impact because it was kind of just like the norm, I guess. Back then, the only thing I remember actually being impacted by was um, was yeah, Hugo Weaving in um, Priscilla.
1: If you're interested in checking out some really cool shows that feature some really good representation, I'll put a list up on the Transmission Facebook page at TransRadio with a Z, and you can check it out there. Thanks, Elliot, for hanging out today. Oh, of course. Thanks so much. Bye. No
0: worries. Thank you. Bye.
1: Hey there thanks for listening to uh, Elliot and myself talk about trans representation in film and television we have now come to the end of transmission for another week if there's anything that you missed out or would like to listen back to you can head over to the transmission facebook page at trans radio with a z check us all out there got some podcasts as well we can also listen back to each episode on demand if you'd like to keep all that sweet sweet music involved my name is ez Thanks for hanging out with me. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, 9 to 10 a.m. on 4ZZZ.